Hey everybody, it's your PC host, Andy, where we chew a little bit on some topics that not only you were thinking to say, but you wanted to say. So come on in and have a seat at my table and be my honored guest. Are you ready to chew? Okay, let's get at it. So today's chewy topic is date rape. Now, I know that this is something that a lot of people don't want to talk about, and most times it's we women, but it can happen to the guys too. So let's just chew a little bit on a topic that is of this magnitude because it's something that most people don't want to talk about, or they're ashamed to talk about, or embarrassed to talk about maybe even fearful to talk about date rape or either just rape in itself. Now let's talk about a definition of rape. That is sex that you don't agree to. Simple as that. And most times it's an act of violence, of power and aggression. Now there's a difference slightly in date rape because most times when there's a date rape, that means it's a sexual assault by a known romantic interest or a date. What does that mean, Andy? That means that it could have been someone that you're dating, someone that you had your first date with, or somebody that maybe was attracted to you or you were attracted to them. You know, sometimes we flirt a little bit with each other or with, you know, that person of the opposite sex and not really intentionally trying to, you know, conjure up anything, just flirting. But, you know, they say that it's, it's good not to flirt around if you can't, you know, if you can't finish that. And I get that. But In all reality, if you say no, it's no, regardless of if you know them or not. No is no. And when it becomes a yes because you're forced to or a yes because you're afraid not to, that's rape. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, that is rape. Now, I don't know if there's anybody in the audience, anyone that's listening to my voice right now, and maybe you've been in that situation, maybe you're in that situation, I don't know, but I want to let you know that that is not cool. It totally is not cool. I'll give you a story. Um, when I was 18, I was, I was seeing this gentleman who was a year younger than I was, and he was pretty known, um, in the high schools, he was, maybe I wasn't quite 18, but um, at any rate, we went to school together and he was known on the football team and he was real good, real good on the football team. And um, we started dating, you know, started going out with each other and seeing one another. And one night um, I was at home and he called me and he sounded so urgent and so um, like in, in dire straight, you know, he's like, I need you to come over. I need you. I need, I need to see you. I'm like, what's wrong? Is everything okay? 
hey, can you come or no? I was like, well, yeah, I'm on my way, you know? So I'm thinking, oh my goodness, something must have happened. Or I even thought maybe something happened to his mom because he was very, very close to his mother. So I, you know, I ran over there and rung the doorbell and he quickly opened up the door, you know, and it hadn't been my first time to his house. So I really didn't think anything of it, you know? So I, I walk in and I was what's the matter? What's, what's going on? And he immediately grabbed me, threw me on the floor. And I'm like, what are you doing? You know, and he immediately got aggressive with me, told me to shut up. Okay. Strike one. What? Shut up. You know, told me to shut up and begin to, you know, pull my clothes off and push them up and all that. And I'm like, what are you doing? And I immediately started saying, you don't have to do this. What are you doing? You know, because we were dating, I'm thinking, I could just give it to you. You don't have to take it, you know, but the the look in his eye and, and you know, the, the, uh, the aggression that he had and he wasn't talking. He, it's like he was somebody else. And I remember repeatedly saying, you don't have to do this. What's going on? What's wrong with you? And he just kept telling me to shut up. And that's all he would say. And he basically violated everything that I had or everything that I trusted in him. You know, um, I was young. And so my, my level of trust was, you know, was, was pretty broad there. And when he was done, he jumped up and he said, now get out. Oh my God, I was so heartbroken. I'm like, what? You know, are you kidding me? Get out. You know, he swore at me. And and that hurt my feelings all over again. You know, first you violated me by taking something that I felt like you could freely get. You didn't have to take it. You know, and then you treated me like I was garbage, like I was, you know, some hooker off the street told me to get out. Never did tell me what was wrong. And now that I look back, which was many, many years ago, there was nothing wrong. He was just, you know, just being, let's just say a violator for the lack of a better word. And so I, I wrestled with that. I remember running to um, one of my best friend's houses and I was just crying hysterically and she could not get out of me what was wrong until probably hours later after I finally stopped crying and she's like what is wrong what happened and I told her I told her what happened and she made me stay at her house we were young we were just 17 16 or 17 18 something like that years old and she said, I'm going to call your mom and let her know you're going to stay, stay right at my house because you can't go home like this. And I remember thinking, this is crazy. And, you know, what's crazier, we never reported it. We never told anybody. Well, I didn't, you know, until years, years later. And I have since seen that young man. Well, he's quite a bit older now, but I have seen him. And he literally walks around like there's nothing wrong, like nothing ever happened, you know, speaking to me and all of that as if 
I imagined what took place. Anybody out there that have experienced such an invasion? Doesn't it make you feel dirty and and unwanted and just completely violated? And you're embarrassed and you're ashamed and you're thinking, man, what an idiot I was, you know. You're thinking all these bad thoughts about yourself. Let me tell you, it is not your fault. It wasn't then and it still isn't. It's not your fault. And you, my dear, need to get to someone and let them know about it. There are many, 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 many hotlines out there that you can call. You can you can talk to them. You can even go and get um, yourself checked. You know, you can you can be counseled. I'm telling you, they're out there to help. I even have um, a couple of numbers here. There's a national sexual assault hotline, and it's one eight hundred six five six. And the capital letters HOPE, H-O-P-E. And they're open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Now, I'm from Illinois, so we also have um, a hotline. And it's called 800-25-ABUSE. Again, 800-252-2873. That's in Illinois. Or you can call the National Sexual Hotline, 800 656 hope. Because yes, my friends, yes, my listeners, yes, my girls, yes, my guys, that is abuse. And you don't have to stand for it. You don't have to accept it. You don't have to feel dirty. You don't have to feel any of those things because it is not your fault. So I I urge you to reach out and to call someone and let them know what has happened, let them know what violation has taken place against you. And it is not your fault. It is never, it never was your fault. It never will be your fault. No is no. Even if you said yes and got there and changed your mind, it's still no. And it's against your will. So again, I urge you and I applaud you for those of you that even take that step to make that call. So listen, that's all we have for today's podcast. Um, again, we're talking about rape, talking about being violated, talking about someone taking something from you that wasn't theirs. So, I'll take any questions that you have. Um, Call those hotlines. If you want to talk about this some more, let me know. And we'll we'll go into some more discussions about it. I'm being very transparent. You know, um, that doesn't mean that you have to be, but I want to be out there to help someone because it was devastating for me. And I know it's just as devastating for you. And I want you to know that you're not alone and that there's someone out there just like you, meaning me and many others 
that have had this happen. Okay, so we're going to chew on it a little bit. Again, my name is Andy. I'm your girl. I'm your cousin. I'm your niece. I'm your sister. I'm your friend. And I have a listening ear while you chew on that. All right. All right. Until next time. God bless. Hey, everybody. It's your PC host, Andy, where we chew a little bit on some topics that not only you were thinking to say, but you wanted to say. So come on in and have a seat at my table and be my honored guest. Are you ready to chew? Okay, let's get at it. So today's chewy topic is date rape. Now, I know that this is something that a lot of people don't want to talk about. And most times it's we women. But it can happen to the guys too. So let's just chew a little bit on a topic that is of this magnitude because it's something that most people don't want to talk about or they're ashamed to talk about or embarrassed to talk about, maybe even fearful to talk about date rape or either just rape in itself. Now let's talk about a definition of rape. That is sex that you don't agree to. Simple as that. And most times it's an act of violence, of power, and aggression. Now there's a difference slightly in date rape because most times when there's a date rape, that means it's a sexual assault by a known romantic interest or a date. What does that mean, Andy? That means that it could have been someone that you're dating, someone that you had your first date with, or somebody that maybe was attracted to you or you were attracted to them. You know, sometimes we flirt a little bit with each other or with, you know, that person of the opposite sex and not really intentionally trying to, you know, conjure up anything, just flirting. But, you know, they say that it's it's good not to flirt around if you can't, you know, if you can't finish that. And I get that. But in all reality, if you say no, it's no, regardless of if you know them or not. No is no. And when it becomes a yes, because you're forced to, or a yes because you're afraid not to, that's rape. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, that is rape. Now, I don't know if if there's anybody in the audience, anyone that's listening to my voice right now, and maybe you've been in that situation, maybe you're in that situation, I don't know. But I want to let you know that that is not cool. It totally is not cool. I'll give you a story. Um, when I was 18, I was, I was seeing this gentleman who was a year younger than I was, and he was pretty known um, in the high schools. He was, maybe I wasn't quite 18, but um, at any rate, we went to school together. And 
he was known on the football team and he was real good, real good on the football team. And um, we started dating, you know, started going out with each other and seeing one another. And one night um, I was at home and he called me and he sounded so urgent and so um, like in, in dire straight, you know, he's like, I need you to come over. I need you. I need, I need to see you. I'm like, what's wrong? Is everything okay? Can, can you come or, or no? I was like, well, yeah, I'm on my way, you know? So I'm thinking, oh my goodness, something must've happened. Or I even thought maybe something happened to his mom because he was very, very close to his mother. So I, you know, I ran over there and rung the doorbell and he quickly opened up the door, you know, and it hadn't been my first time to his house. So I really didn't think anything of it, you know? So I, I walk in and I was like, what's the matter? What's, what's going on? And he immediately grabbed me, threw me on the floor. And I'm like, what are you doing? You know, and he immediately got aggressive with me, told me to shut up. Okay. Strike one. What? Shut up. You know, told me to shut up and begin to you know, pull my clothes off and push them up and all that. And I'm like, what are you doing? And I immediately started saying, you don't have to do this. What are you doing? You know, because we were dating, I'm thinking, I could just give it to you. You don't have to take it, you know, but the, the look in his eye and, and, you know, the, the, uh, the aggression that he had and he wasn't talking. He just like, he was somebody else. And I remember repeatedly saying, you don't have to do this. What's going on? What's wrong with you? And he just kept telling me to shut up. And that's all he would say. And he basically violated everything that I had or everything that I trusted in him. You know, um, I was young. And so my, my level of trust was, you know, was, was pretty broad there. And when he was done, he jumped up and he said, now get out. Oh my God, I was so heartbroken. I'm like, what? You know, are you kidding me? Get out. You know, he swore at me and, and that hurt my feelings all over again. You know, first you violated me by taking something that I felt like you could freely get. You didn't have to take it, you know, and then you treated me like I was garbage, like I was, you know, some hooker off the street. You told me to get out. Never did tell me what was wrong. And now that I look back, which was many, many years ago, there was nothing wrong. He was just, you know, just being... A, let's just say a violator for the lack of a better word. And so I, I wrestled with that. I remember running to um, one of my best friend's houses and I was just crying hysterically and she could not get out of me what was wrong until probably hours later after I finally stopped crying. And she's like, what is wrong? What happened? And I told her, I told her what happened and she made me stay at her house. We were young. We were just 17, 16 or 17, 18, something like that, years old. And she said, I'm going to call your mom and let her know you're going to stay, stay at my house because you can't go home like this. And I remember thinking, 
this is crazy. And you know, what's crazier, we never reported it. We never told anybody. Well, I didn't, you know, until years, years later. And I have since seen that young man. Well, he's quite a bit older now, but I have seen him. And he literally walks around like there's nothing wrong, like nothing ever happened. You know, speaking to me and all of that as if I imagined what took place. Anybody out there that have experienced such an invasion? Doesn't it make you feel dirty and and unwanted and just completely violated? And you're embarrassed and you're ashamed and you're thinking, man, what an idiot I was. You know, you're thinking all these bad thoughts about yourself. Let me tell you, it is not your fault. It wasn't then and it still isn't. It's not your fault. And you, my dear, need to get to someone and let them know about it. There are many, 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 many hotlines out there that you can call. You can you can talk to them. You can even go and get um, yourself checked. You know, you can you can be counseled. I'm telling you, they're out there to help. I even have um, a couple of numbers here. There's a national sexual assault hotline, and it's one eight hundred six five six. And the capital letters HOPE, H-O-P-E. And they're open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Now, I'm from Illinois, so we also have um, a hotline. And it's called 800-25-ABUSE. Again, 800-252-2873. That's in Illinois. Or you can call the National Sexual Hotline, 800 656 hope. Because yes, my friends, yes, my listeners, yes, my girls, yes, my guys, that is abuse. And you don't have to stand for it. You don't have to accept it. You don't have to feel dirty. You don't have to feel any of those things because it is not your fault. So I I urge you to reach out and to call someone and let them know what has happened, let them know what violation has taken place against you. And it is not your fault. It is never, it never was your fault. It never will be your fault. No is no. Even if you said yes and got there and changed your mind, it's still no. And it's against your will. So again, I urge you and I applaud you for those of you that even take that step to make that call. So listen, that's all we have for today's podcast. Um, again, we're talking about rape, talking about being violated, talking about someone taking something from you that wasn't theirs. So, I'll take any questions that you have. Um, call those hotlines. If you want to talk about this some more, let me know. 
and we'll we'll go into some more discussions about it. I'm being very transparent, you know. Um, that doesn't mean that you have to be, but I want to be out there to help someone because it was devastating for me, and I know it's just as devastating for you. And I want you to know that you're not alone and that there's someone out there just like you, meaning me and many others that have had this happen. Okay, so we're going to chew on it a little bit. Again, my name is Andy. I'm your girl. I'm your cousin. I'm your niece. I'm your sister. I'm your friend. And I have a listening ear while you chew on that. All right. All right. Until next time. God bless.